When your family comes to America, new immigrants from Russia, there are so many unforeseen stresses. The language, employment, poverty, so many things that would affect parents and raising their children. And my next guest was caught in the middle, being an immigrant, a lot of stress on her parents who were doing the best that they could, but there was extreme abuse in her home as a child. And a lot of it has carried over into her adult life. Yet, my next guest, Violet, has a beautiful story of redemption and love and hope. And I'm so excited for you to meet Violet. Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me. For over 40 years, I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here today. And gee, I've missed you. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to the replays. And today we are continuing the topic of domestic violence awareness. And I have a sweet friend that is here with us. Her name is Violet Rainwater. Hi, Violet. Hi there. So nice to be here. Yes, it's awesome that you're here. I'm so excited. Well, you know, a lot of people might think that um, it's usually, you know, the women that are the, the individuals who are attacked. And, you know, I know that it goes both ways that sometimes men are the abused. Um, We're going to hear from Violet. She grew up in a home that was very abusive. And we're going to hear a little bit of her story. And because we were talking the other day and she was mentioning how, you know, she has certain triggers and it was based on, you know, what she felt as a child. And so I want to hear her experiences as a child and what she saw and what she felt and how it affected her. And then, of course, I want the listeners to know we are not going to end on that. We are going to end on something really amazing because Violet is a leader. I can't wait. I mean, her voice is so awesome to listen to, for one thing. And she has so much to offer. So we are definitely going to leave on a a positive note. So stick with us to the end. Violet, thank you so much for being here. Um, Where did you grow up? So I'm originally from Russia. I was born in St. Petersburg, Russia, and my family and I immigrated to the United States in 1978, just when I was eight years old. I'm sorry, just when I was four years old. Uh, And this was right smack in the middle of the Cold War. So being a Russian immigrant during the Cold War was quite challenging on its own. (laughs) If if you remember what was going on back then. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so the immigration, and you know, I think this is really important because 
This is something that I don't hear a lot of immigrants talking about, but the immigration and the stress of coming to a new country and living in poverty and, you know, everything we were up against, it really brought out the worst in my parents. Uh, my father was, just to give you a little bit of background, he was a survivor of the Holocaust. He was a child Holocaust survivor. And so that mm. trauma in his childhood the immigration really triggered him and it brought out, I just remember chaos and violence and fear. I mean, literally for my first five years, my, you know, my parents being European, they already believed in corporal punishment, but mm -hmm. it was just the, I remember, you know, when my father would get into his rages, his eyes would change. It was like he left his body. You know, now I understand that he was just being triggered from the past and reacting, you know, to those things in his childhood. But it, it, it was like there was this monster at times that I was living with. And it wasn't just, you know, what he did to me. I feel like I've done enough work to heal. You know, I've had to go back to every beating I ever had and sit with that little girl and it's taken years. But it's interesting healing from trauma and living in domestic violence because it's not just about what happens to you. It's about what your eyes have to witness happening to those that you love. Oh, you know, yeah. and, and so I, I often still, I still struggle with that. And, and it was just to kind of give you a frame of reference. I remember being 11 years old and having nightmares that I would come home and there was blood all over the walls because my father killed my mother. That was the nightmare that I had at 11. And it's because they had no boundaries. You know, they had no tools. They had no God. They had no light. They had no meditation. They had no tools to manage their stress. So this isn't about, you know, calling out them. You know, I, I, this, they did the best that they could. But it's about really understanding the effects of that, the effects of going through a childhood with that kind of violence and that kind of fear being wired into you and what that looks like as an adult, especially when you're you know, in business and taking risks and having to put yourselves out there. And so the more that I start new things, the more I'm aware of how much growing up with that chaos, watching my father beat my sister, my brother, hit my mother, you know, what he did to me, the, the, the yelling between my parents, like there was just no peace in my childhood. And I never really realized until just like really the last five years as I've been on a healing journey, how much the things of the past kept me a prisoner in my own head in the present. Like in every aspect of my life, that childhood, was catching up with me. Oh, wow. And then, you know, a lot, I think for most people, most of us, I think, I mean, you, you just opened my eyes to something that I hadn't really thought of in the eyes of a child seeing, seeing somebody else. Because I think for most of us, we, we tend to forget about ourselves and we put more heart um, and love towards another individual. And so in the healing journey, you know, I'm, I tell people all the time that you have to be first, you have to put yourself first. Mm. And in your case, as a child, where you're utterly helpless, that's, that's another level of trauma that I 
goodness, I just didn't really think about because you, um, you have a desire to be a protector and, you know, even the innocence of a child, you want, you know, you, you like yourself generally, you know, you know how to have fun, you know how to play and, you know, you have an imagination and, and you can enjoy life. And then there comes a point when you start observing a lot of things around you, yet you were probably robbed a lot of a lot of that because you were um, thrown into this situation. You were born into it and your eyes were just automatically, I mean, you were just, what's, what's the word? Just um, overstimulated completely overstimulated. Yeah. And, and I remember specifically, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting because my sister doesn't remember much and I remember every detail, right? Like I remember every beating, every hit, every blow. And I remember the couple of times that my father hit my mother in the face and I was there, it was in front of me. So those are the only two times that I saw, but I'm sure, you know, it happened other times. But I remember when I saw him slap my mother in the face, the rage, like I had never felt that kind of rage and I like went after him. So when my mother saw my reaction and that rage coming out, cause I just went after my father, she right away was like, oh, it's okay. Oh, we're, we're just having a conversation, you know, really just silencing her own voice. And it was such a confusion for me, you know, it was such a confusing situation because here I saw my father, like, you know, that's my daddy and he's hurting my mother. And I remember that rage. And I really believe that rage stayed with me because it was silenced. I was not allowed oh. to express it. Mm -hmm. And it's that same rage I felt when I saw him beating my sister and my brother. And it was so confusing as a child because, you know, on one hand, like we view our parents as, you know, like saints, you know. And so on one hand, I wished my brother and sister could not be bad and could make better choices. You know, why are they being bad? But yet on the other, like something didn't click for me, like why they were getting beat, like why my sister was getting thrown, you know, upside the wall. And so it was, there was just so much confusion and chaos. And, you know, for a child, we can't really see that it's our, our parents that have the issue, have the problems. And so just like, mm -hmm. you know, textbook, I just, re I just accepted it as myself. Like I remember the day that I realized I had been bullied at school. You know, I was also like on top of the domestic violence, I had a lot, you know, I was living in poverty. I was discriminated against. I was bullied and I had a really rough day at school. And the and language. The language, the parents, you know, everything, the clothes, the hair, everything. Like I screamed Russian and I just wanted to be an American. And I had a really hard day at school, I remember. And I came home and I got in trouble and I got another beating and I was laying curled up in a ball in the bathroom and I was crying and I remember thinking like what did I do to deserve this like what did I do to deserve being poor and being Russian and being beaten and you know and then it, it hit me I remember that moment I said oh it means that just God doesn't love me. Like there's something so wrong with me that God doesn't love me. And I carried that lie for my whole life that God didn't love Aww. me because something was so wrong with me, you know, and I've had to take, like, I've had to 
like literally peel layer by layer by layer. Because on the outside, I was a perfectionist. You would have thought I was the most confident girl in the room if you knew me, you know, but on the inside, I had zero self-worth. And I really want to stress that because that's what happens when parents don't get help for their uh, inability to have boundaries and inability to offer, Mm -hmm. you know, what a child needs during that time, right? It makes the child grow up thinking that there's something fundamentally wrong with them. So even if everybody else sees the talent, the gift, you know, the, the everything, I was not able to see it. I still struggle. I may struggle till the day that I die because of the amount of trauma. I don't know. I'm on my healing journey. But I think the first step is having an awareness to this lie that we live with because of the trauma that we experienced. Yeah, absolutely. You bring up some amazing points. Thank you so much for for stressing that because we, I mean, especially if we've had something happen to us as a child we're innocent. Yeah. We are completely innocent. Yeah. We don't have a way to move out. I mean, we're, you know, children are small. You're small when you were trying to attack your dad and protect your mom. You know, really, there's children just are innocent and, yeah. and they are literal victims. And so, For sure. So um, you mentioned some of the things that you've done for healing. Can you expound on that a little bit and and just where you are today? Sure. My healing journey began just about five years ago when I lost my job. So I was fired for the first time in my life. And, you know, everyone gets fired. But for me, it just, I mean, it was like a midlife crisis or a little bit early on, right? And uh, that was when I was finally diagnosed with complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And that was when I finally started to understand, like when I started reading about childhood trauma and, and complex PTSD, that's why I love what you're doing. I think education, knowledge is power, especially when it comes to childhood trauma, learning everything we can, not just about the trauma, but what it did to our brain and what that, what that programming in the brain, what that looks like as today as an adult. And mm-hmm. so it was almost like a birth burden. It was a, I'm sorry, it was a blessing and a curse. It was a blessing because things finally made sense to me, Yeah. right? Like I finally understood where my debilitating anxiety, where my depression, where that feeling of never good enough, no matter what I did, it's never good enough. Right. My inability to experience joy and pleasure and peace. I finally understood where that came from. But then at the same time, I realized how much work I had to do, you know, how much healing there was, like how much it held me back. And so I began what has been really transformational for me, first of all, is learning everything I could. So following experts like you who talk about trauma, reading books like The Body Keeps Score, you know, I'm an avid mm-hmm. reader. So I think I would say research and education first. And then the second thing that has really been transformational for me is a daily meditation practice. Because what we have to realize is survivors of childhood trauma, there's nothing wrong with us, but there's something very wrong with our very operating system. The Mm -hmm. very 
system that we operate from, from morning till night is flawed. And so that's what we have to rebuild. And that's why meditation is so powerful because it, re it truly rewires the brain and it creates new pathways in the brain. I mean, it's neuroplasticity, you know, this is science, this is not fluff. And so meditation has allowed for me to really transform the anxiety and the fear that I was programmed with. Like I no longer run on anxiety. It still comes up for me sometimes, but I have tools, right? But the reason why I am able to keep it at bay is that daily meditation practice. And I would say for anyone that had childhood trauma, you can't afford to not meditate daily. And I don't care if it's prayer, I, you know, whatever your form of meditation is, but your mind, it's like giving a shower to your mind. You know, it's like opening a window. Mm. So many of us, again, that operating system is completely flawed. Our brains don't work the way that they would if they were working in their optimal level. And wow. so I would say it's those two things. And then the third is really being aware of my triggers mm -hmm. and being really kind to myself, you know, like, so sometimes when it's that time of month, I really struggle. Like I have a few days where I really, that wave sometimes takes me under. Sure. And so it's just being kind to myself and not pushing myself on those days. Like if I just need a mental day or a mental afternoon, I give myself that. So I make myself care my number one priority nothing comes in between me and me feeling good that is the foundation that i build every day so then i do have the confidence to take risk and to show up on social media and to show my face and to share my light and to share my gift without that i could never be showing up in such a big way oh thank you for sharing those those are powerful um absolutely i mean you really we can't afford to not take care of ourselves and and it is very possible our bodies are miracles we can heal we really can and so before we sign out i want the listeners to know how they can get in touch with you because you have gone so far in your healing and your belief in yourself and i just i want to acknowledge you Thank violet you. that you are you have you know i haven't known you very long what i see in you you have come so far and you have so much more to give thank you i appreciate and i that. want to acknowledge <laughs> that yes because you help women you help women who have had trauma to step up their game to be successful entrepreneurs so right how can how can people get in touch with you well, first of all, I do have a YouTube channel and it's called Woman of Tomorrow. It's under my name, Violet Rainwater. But on there, I share how childhood PTSD shows up in the workplace. Uh, and so there's a lot of great videos there uh, on, you know, ways that have helped me show up in a bigger way in the workplace. So if you're really interested in learning more, Particularly, my greatest passion is educating women on how childhood adversity and trauma impacts them in their career today. So, and, and the interesting thing about my YouTube channel is that 
it, you know, I, at being a survivor of childhood trauma, sometimes I'm great and I'm consistent. And sometimes I just have to take a few weeks and get off and that's okay. I really want to send that message because mm -hmm. that's part of the self-care. So you can always find me there, but also on my website, www.violetrainwater.com. In fact, I have an opt-in uh, that you can get a freebie. It's a video and it's a vibe map that I created just to help myself when I'm work, when I'm going into work mode, knowing that I need to get my energy to a certain level in order to really drive my results. So that way, if I'm anxious, if I'm worried, if I'm having a rough day mentally, I don't try to work those days. Instead, I do tools to get my energy up to channel four, channel five, like I like to say. And so for anyone who's interested in learning more, you can go on my website, but I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm a content creator on LinkedIn. I love connecting with anybody on LinkedIn. Uh, and so you can connect with me there as well. Oh, that is wonderful. I, I need to check out your, your vibe map map. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really intriguing. Okay. Yeah. I definitely need to have you back, Violet. Um, you have a lot to offer and thank you so much for this time and, um, sharing, you know, a not so pleasant part of your life yet it is, it happened and it's shaped you to be the person that you are, who's your fighter. You are a warrior. Welcome to I the am. team. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll catch you next time. Sounds great. Our next guest is someone you definitely want to hear. She has her own sad story of childhood abuse Yet, you would never know that because she has totally turned her life around. She's incredibly intelligent and has immense courage and strength. Now she works in the criminal justice system for years representing children. And now, now she is spending her time to help police officers to mend and heal and give them the resources because of the trauma that they see day to day. And I'm so excited for you to meet Melissa next time. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today and you know my guests and I we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today and I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also go to our website thesexymama.com where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you for women only. It's called Triumph After Trauma and I will catch you next time.